It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We begin our three-to-watch training camp series today with the tight end group, and we dive into ESPN's rankings of the top 10 running backs and wide receivers for the 2022 NFL season all that right now on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team a every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. We thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day if you're joining us over on YouTube or if you're joining us on the WUSA 9 Plus app, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C.'s new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. To check it out, just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. I am David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, covering your Washington Commanders. And my co-host is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, which you can find live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon or anytime, along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter. I'm at DHarrison82. Chris is at WrestleMania621. And you can find the show at LO Commanders. All right. Once again, we thank you for making us your first listen and your first view of the day. Either way, you consume the product. We appreciate you. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Of course, Bet Online, where the game starts. So, as David mentioned during the opening intro, we're going to start a look and a profile that David's actually writing at SI.com's Fan Nation uh, about the Washington Commanders, uh, taking a look at position by position and identifying three players to watch at a certain position group. So because we're going to cover uh, some running backs and wide receivers via the ESPN ranking uh, and polls, thought we would start with tight end, which is kind of an odd place to start. But on this team, David, very important. And as you wrote up again over the weekend at SI.com, uh, and again, we'll cycle through these, you went with uh, a couple of guys. Now, I, I should point out before we get to our individual list, right, this is not who we think will make the 53-man roster. This is guys that at a certain position group that we're most interested in seeing and seeing how they develop and seeing how they maybe come out of their shell, right. good or bad, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's a list, you know, and, and for the writing over uh, at SI.com uh, and, and for the purpose of this episode and, and these conversations as we go through this, for me, they are in order of first, second, third, who I want to see 
the most and then why. And, and you know, again, everybody's going to have kind of their own rankings of who they're most interested to hear about. And we can't put everybody. That's why we limit it uh, to three. Obviously, there's more than three tight ends in Washington that you could potentially hope to see during training camp in the preseason. But, Chris, I started mine off with John Bates. That's the number one tight end uh, that I want to see in training camp. I want to see during the preseason. And the reason is uh, because of of kind of the, the I don't want to call it the elephant in the room, but everybody knows Logan Thomas mm-hmm. still recovering from his injury, hoping to be back sooner rather than later. But we don't know exactly when he's going to be back. And until Logan is, one, back, and then two, up to full strength and, and full speed and, and football health, uh, John Bates is going to be your your tight end number one uh, unless you know something something kind of crazy happens here during the preseason. So I want to see how John handles those tight end number one responsibilities, how he continues to develop. Coming out of Boise State last year, he was he was considered basically just a blocking tight end, not a whole lot of receiving ability. But I think he showed during his rookie season that he has more uh, to offer as a pass catcher than a lot of people maybe gave him credit for, while still being a solid blocker. So during the OTA mini camp phase of of this offseason, we saw him kind of come in, still looks pretty good, still looks fluid uh, as a route runner, as a pass catcher. How does he take that next step if he takes that next step? Or does he kind of show, is there a little bit of a plateau? Which, again, it's still solid, but not as good as a Logan Thomas can provide you and how that impacts Washington offense moving forward. The opportunity certainly will be there because yeah. there's almost no chance that Logan Thomas participates, A, in any preseason games, David, and we don't even know when he's going to practice, you know, right. and 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 to be honest with you, I mean, of course, that might be right now the most. How do I put this? The under the most underrated question or overlooked question on this offense, while everyone focuses on Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, the rebuilt offensive line. Right. We're going to cover all of this and we have been covering all it. There are other legitimate questions. You know, can Curtis Samuel stay healthy? Can Deami? All of that is fine. But what about Logan Thomas and how does that affect the rest of the position group? So while you're focusing, of course, on John Bates, and I totally understand why, I went with just like to throw my first one in, Logan Thomas, uh, over John Bates just because I got to see. Is he going to not be a? Is he going to have to start the season on preseason pup? Is he going to be able to practice at all? Again, I don't think you're ever going to see Logan Thomas in any of the preseason games. The question is, can they get him back with maybe about two, two and a half, three weeks to go in the preseason? You know, in that period of time after the preseason games and before the season opener against Jacksonville, we just don't know. And remember, if he's on preseason pup, he can transfer to season pup, which I think still means uh, based on you know the old rules at least you know if they haven't changed the rules completely that you have to be on preseason pup and not practice in order to open up on season pup meaning not season ir season physically unable to perform which under the old rules you had to miss the first six weeks so we'll have to see how that all plays out but those two are definitely interconnected for sure yeah, absolutely. And if you read the writing again that I did for SI.com, I even mentioned Logan Thomas in the opening because it's definitely not a guy you want to just gloss over. My second tight end that I'm looking forward to seeing in training camp uh, in the preseason is Cole Turner and almost a carbon copy flip of John Bates, right? Cole Turner comes out of Nevada, pure pass catcher, receiving tight end, really little to no tape on his blocking ability. Uh, and again, in the early phases, no pads, no contact. We don't know what Cole Turner looks like uh, as a blocking tight end, but we do know that he looks pretty stinking good right now. Uh, in shorts and jerseys uh, as a receiving tight. I want to see if he can continue that trend. Uh, the knock on his evaluation coming into the NFL draft was not his ability to catch or run routes, really his ability to do all of those things against NFL contact. So right. 
Uh, again, Cole Turner is, has been a standout early, but a lot of the quote-unquote dings against him are things that we really haven't had the opportunity to see him play through. So really getting the chance to see those things come into play uh, will be huge for his development and, and for what we can really expect from him uh, in year one. And I went with Cole Turner as well, and for a lot of the reasons that you just mentioned, I think the number was he only had nine pass-blocking snaps, I believe, according to Pro Football Focus, during his yeah. career at Nevada, and like seven of them came you know, in his final years. Now, here's where we kind of differ, David, and this is where I think a good conversation uh, could happen. Um, I went with Curtis Hodges as my third tight end to watch. Again, Curtis okay. Hodges, uh, and, and I'm, I was kind of surprised you didn't go here because he's an <laughs> Arizona State boy just like you, right? Yeah. I, I mean, everybody you talk to and everything you know about Curtis Hodges, man, physical athlete, you know, uh, could, be could be like a true diamond in the rough fine, could be a stud. Again, we've heard that about a lot of it, but, you know, injuries and maybe work ethic and all that stuff. So I have no idea if he's going to make the roster, but I'm damn interested in trying to figure out, can he make this roster? Yeah, absolutely. Look, anytime there's a Sun Devil on the field, I'm watching him. So, so we can just, we can just put that on the, on the, on the bulletin board there. But my third guy, like you mentioned, is Antonio Gandy Golden. Uh, again, another tight end that you know has the receiving chops. The question is, does he have the blocking ability? Right. Ron Rivera said as much before the breakup in between. Uh, the mini camp and, and training camp is that's really where uh, AGG is going to determine if he makes the roster as a tight end or not as his ability uh, to block. Um, and then, of course, I mean, Samus Reyes, Chris, I, I honestly I expected him to be your third tight end to watch. Problem is, we haven't been able to watch him this year. And, and and that's where I was kind of leaning, you know, towards that. Now, Ron said during mini camp, oh, it's a minor procedure or whatever. Listen, I don't believe in coaches and and who are a not doctors and b not trainers, uh, and and c a lot of times they like to diffuse injury situations. I'm not saying Ron is lying. Uh, I'm not saying that, but I don't believe automatically just because Ron said it was a minor procedure that Samus Reyes will be ready to go day one of training camp. Lots of questions at this position, and that's why I thought, hey, you know what? Even though normally teams don't, you know, fans don't focus on tight ends, this might be the most intriguing position. Position group, however you break it down, of the entire roster when we get to training camp in a week and a half. All right, so that's a good conversation on that. Coming up next, we will tackle the ESPN Top 10 ranking of wide receivers. Did Terry McLaurin make it? Well, we will have the answer for you. Why or why not? Coming up next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, we tell you about our friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source, as you know, for all of your betting needs and sports info. I'm on there all the time trying to look for a good little number to get me some cash. Find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. Uh, they are your continued source for sports wagering information, live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net, of course, remains your best spot uh, for all your podcasts and news this season to help you get ahead in your gambling. That's right. Fastest and easiest way is betonline.net to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Now that the fourth major is open, head to, uh, is over, I should say. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. 
Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? We were just talking about bet online starting July 18th. Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th. That's now, guys, on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Looking forward to that. We'll have some good conversation coming up shortly in due time on that particular ranking because. It was interesting, to say the least. We know the results. You have to listen and check it out. All right, David, continuing on the ESPN ranking series. We did the quarterbacks last week. Um, You know, of course, Carson Wentz did not rank, did not get mentioned, an honorable mention, did not receive votes. Kirk Cousins did, but but Carson Wentz didn't, and and he probably shouldn't have. So the question now is, as we get into the rest of the offensive position groups, we'll start here with wide receivers and the top 10. Did Terry McLaurin make it? The answer, unfortunately, is no, but he was indeed listed with honorable mention and grouped with new Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown and a couple of others. So before we get into what they said about McLaurin, David, does it surprise you in any way that Terry ranked outside of the top 10 but did get honorable mention? Uh, it doesn't surprise me per se that he didn't make it in, into the top 10 uh, of this group here, because you just, you've got a lot of really talented receivers in the national football league and, uh, credit for, you know, credit for doing things with lesser talented quarterbacks around you is going to help, but it's only going to carry you. Uh, I think so far, I mean, for those who haven't seen the list or don't have ESPN plus, uh, I mean, Devontae Adams is number one from the Raiders. Cooper Cup is number two, the triple crown winner from last year. Jamar Chase is number three. Justin Jefferson, number four. Tyree Kill, number five. Stephon Diggs is six. DeAndre Hopkins is seven. Mike Evans is number eight. Debo Samuels, number nine. And then DK Metcalf is number 10. So as much as we love Terry McLaurin and the fans love Terry McLaurin, like pick the receiver that you're going to take off of this top 10 list to put Terry McLaurin there. And while you could certainly try to make arguments, you know, especially for like, say a Debo Samuel where he's getting maybe too much credit as his for some of his running back exploits. Okay. Got it. But that's still part of his, you know, his game and, and what he brings to feel like you can have the arguments, which is why he's an honorable mention, but you right. can't, there's really no guy on here. You can clear cut say just doesn't deserve to be on this list. Uh, you know, compared to a Terry McLaurin. And what's really interesting is Justin Jefferson, the number four wide receiver on this list also was ranked out of the top 10 by some of the respondents to the survey as well. So if Justin Jefferson is getting, you know, yeah. some non-votes from people. You can kind of see just how tight this race really is. 
I, I don't get that at all. Uh, I'm glad no. you brought up Debo Samuel because, again, we know, and the and the 49ers don't value him, view him as a true wide receiver. That's part of the, the contract spat, if you will, that they're having, right? And we know he was at his most effective as a gadget weapon, if you will, lined up in the backfield, part running back, part wide receiver, part just all around skill set. I'll leave that part alone, but certainly that was an area that you could say either AJ Brown or Terry McLaurin be, uh, you know, belonged in. I think you can make that reasonable argument. Here's one I wanted to ask you: Did you have a problem with Jamar Chase being ranked as high as he is after one great year as a rookie? And and I only ask that. I mean, obviously they made the Super Bowl. Of course he put up big time production, but is one mm. year one year good enough to judge? what a guy is going to be essentially amongst a group of his peers. Yeah, that's rough because one, one season is, is, is I mean, it's hard to, to, to explode in the NFL anyway, but uh, it's even harder to do it again, right? And that's kind of what has always been said is it's, it's really, you know, the hardest thing in the NFL to do is to win a Super Bowl. The next hardest thing uh, is to win two Super Bowls or, or whatever the saying is. And, and it's very true because next year, right, Jamar Chase, I mean, you have college tape and you kind of have, uh, some expectations and all that, but this year coming into the to chase the second season with the Cincinnati Bengals, every defense coordinator that faces him now has a full year and playoffs worth of film to study on what Jamar does, what he doesn't do, and how the Bengals like to employ him and in which situations they like to use him the most. So that's really the hard thing. You go back to Lamar Jackson's MVP season, same thing. You know, being an MVP, not no small task. Not an easy thing to do, but being an MVP and then continuing to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL is really hard to do because when you're that guy, every defensive coordinator is coming in with a special package just for you. And you go back to the Miami Dolphins game last year before he got injured and they came out with a, a look that Lamar Jackson has never seen in the National Football right. League. And that honestly, a lot of defensive coordinators wouldn't have the guts uh, to do themselves. But the Dolphins not only did it, they did it on primetime. And it worked. And that's really the kind of the biggest thing is once people start planning for you specifically, can you continue to be successful? So, yeah, I mean, having him up there after one year production, it is it's a little fantastic, right? It's a little bit hyperbole, I think. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how he lives up to the hype. Yeah. And 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 that I think that's a really good analysis. And, you know, again, just one year as a sample size, you know, Terry's got three. A.J. Brown's yeah. got you know, uh, three as well, of course, and, you know, Debo and, and that whole entire 2019 draft class, DK Metcalf makes it in at 10, you know, and we'll see how DK Metcalf's production drops off when he's got to deal with Drew Locke and Geno Smith, uh, this yeah. year, just real quickly, just wrapping up this part of the conversation. Here's what ESPN had on McLaurin. Of course, since averaging, uh, since entering the league, McLaurin has averaged 1,030 yards per season, despite playing with eight different starting quarterbacks. Everybody here in Washington knows how exactly problematic that is. An AFC offensive coach, David, said, quote, he's very natural at the position. I wasn't high on him coming out, but I was wrong. This is, again, an AFC offensive coach. Don't know about head coach or position coach or coordinator or what have you. He said he's really fast, polished, not necessarily twitchy, but he wins and makes contested catches. Now, an AFC scout said, quote, I wish he had a good quarterback He's so underrated. I think we all wish that Carson Wentz and Hope is the right recipe that Terry gets a better quarterback situation. We don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but certainly the the connection should be better, maybe more there than it was with uh, any one of the eight prior, uh, prior quarterbacks. But I'll, I'll just say this. 
when when they say Terry makes contested catches and when he's so natural at his position, I mean, I assume they're talking about his route running too, because if he, you know, not being the biggest guy, but having good speed, like to me, that's how Terry gets open. It's not necessarily with great size or because teams fear uh, the quarterback being able to beat them. It's Terry's route running as a tactician that stands out to me the most. Yeah, his football IQ is off the charts, and you can see it on the field. Uh, the way that he comes off the line of scrimmage, manipulates his route, manipulates his defender, and then puts himself in position to uh, more often than not save his quarterback. And, and look, you know, it is what it is. Every quarterback that Terry McLaurin has played with as a starting quarterback would not be starting on pretty much all of the other 31 NFL rosters, save maybe the Houston Texans. They kind right. of have a quarterback situation going on there. But yeah, I mean, now that he's got a, a Carson Wentz who, you know, we hope is going to be at least, you know, the, the most, the closest thing he's had to a, a mm -hmm. competent starting NFL quarterback, you know, hopefully we see the numbers kind of climb uh, in, in kindness or in, in, in the same likeness as well. Uh, so that's wide receiver position. Up next, we've got the running back position and we're going to look at where Antonio Gibson ranked, if he ranked at all on the top 10 of the ESPN rankings. And we're going to do so thanks to friends of ours like the folks over at Dave. So level with me, we've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we're a little tight on cash. Maybe we can only afford to put a few gallons of gas in our gas tank, or we've got another save the date or birthday coming up and you're wondering how you're going to afford a gift for that event. Well, that's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be very, very stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it because hindsight is 2020. And while you can't change the past, you could get some help from future your from your future self. Maybe if you could, you'd ask your future self to borrow a little bit of money. Now you can with Dave because Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy that gift or catch up on some bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. And there's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Final segment of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Carson Wentz didn't rank in the ESPN top 10 quarterbacks. Terry McLaurin didn't rank in the top 10 wide receivers, although he did get an honorable mention. Chris, 
Did Antonio Gibson rank in the top 10 running backs for 2022? Well, the answer to that would be a big old net. No, um, Antonio Gibson did not make the list or even David honorable mention, much like McLaurin, as you just uh, noted. He was, however, listed in the Kirk Cousins Memorial category, quote, others receiving votes, right? Uh, and by the way, uh, Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants and Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys were mentioned in the honorable mention section, which again is just outside of that top 10. So think about it as like 11, 12, 13, uh, that type of thing. So uh, that being, so with, with that being the grouping, right? Uh, before we get into whether Gibson should have been in that top 10, I have a question for you. Is he better than Saquon Barkley and or Ezekiel Elliott in your eyes, who again were ranked slightly ahead of him in the honorable mention category before we even talk about whether he should have cracked the top 10. Is he better than either one of those two guys in your eyes? Ezekiel Elliott is really the conversation because Zeke, like a lot of people talk about how he's, he's fallen off and how he just doesn't look like the same guy that they drafted out of Ohio state and all that stuff. And that's, that's, you know, that's all true to it to a certain extent, but he also just finished a thousand yard rushing season had 10, 10 touchdowns, right? And ESPN points that out. So, I mean, is it really that Zeke has fallen off so much or is it that the expectations for him haven't been met as well? And I think that's where the conversation with Zeke kind of comes in. Now with Saquon, I'm not going to lie guys. When Saquon Barkley is an honorable mention on a list like this, and like you mentioned, it's kind of like putting him like 11, 12, 13 type of ballpark range. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of lose a little bit of, of, of reverence for a, for a listing like this. Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley has played 15 games in the last two years. Right. Last season, he had less than 600 yards rushing and two touchdowns. But he's still going to be an honorable mention on a list like this one. Like To me, that kind of, that, that kind of speaks to some of these people are voting more on name and potential than what and what this list is supposed to be is the best of these position groups for the 20 like these are the guys you predict are going to have the best seasons but then we even see quotes from people saying if he can stay healthy or when he's healthy. well that's not the conversation the question is who is he in 2022 and is he one of the best and i have a hard time putting saquon barkley in that category as do the new york giants by evidence of the rumors that they were shopping him around trying to find a trade partner for him uh but then you look at the also receiving votes guys josh jacobs doesn't have his fifth-year option picked up by the Las Vegas Raiders. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell came in and took some of his his touches, wasn't even the leading rusher on his own team. His quarterback was. And then Antonio Gibson, which, uh, you know, look, he's loved by the fan base. He's, you know, he's a good media guy. I don't know what is his recent I love the hate uh, tweet had to had had to do with specifically, but it, have, it has to do with the fact that Antonio Gibson led the league in running backs uh, fumbles and led the league in running back fumbles lost. That's not hate, bro. That's just fact. And that's why you're also receiving votes. Yeah. And that's the got to be the number one thing that keeps him, you know, even out of honorable mention and or the certainly the top 10. And I think it's more than fair. In addition to some nagging injuries that he's dealt with down the stretch. And really last year was kind of earlier than down the stretch and he kind of managed it. Uh, But the fumbles are a huge, huge problem. Everybody remembers week one of last year against the L.A. Chargers. His fumble deep inside Washington territory goes immediately to a um uh you know to to a touchdown for Justin Herbert to Mike Williams and that ultimately was the uh deciding score if you will as momentum completely right. changed in that game and then there were other problems right so i you know like antonio gibson can be mad about whatever he wants he can be motivated by whatever he wants listen dude you got to hold on to the football period it's the the end of the yeah. you know he was benched for a game in carolina yeah. 
or for part of the game uh, in Carolina because of that. Um, you know, I, I would just say this. You, your point about Saquon Barkley, uh, I'm with you. I think he's missed like 22 games or whatever it is over the last two years. You know, the other part of it is, you know, and as scouts noted in that, and it does seem this way, is Saquon Barkley just trying to do too much and ultimately coming up with two, like some runs are designed to get three or four yards, right? Get your right. three or four yards. Don't try and bounce everything out. Don't try and be Superman. Don't try and burst out and, and you know uh, and 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 pick up a forty yard run. That only happens against Washington on Thursday night football in week two uh, when they just let you run through a massive gap for whatever reason yeah. they had. The point being is I'm not mad about Saquon Barkley, but I kind of put him in the same category now as Christian McCaffrey, who was in the top ten and at actually number seven. If you can't play, if you're not available. I can't look at you as a top 10 anything, quite honestly. I know that sucks, but I can't look at you as anything other than a guy who's always hurt. I mean, look, yeah, I mean, availability is is a big part of it, right? And and kind of going back to AG, like, you know, I think everybody here would love to see AG in the top 10 next year because he has a great season and mm -hmm. and puts all his doubters to, to to shame and quiets all the concerns. And that'd be that would be amazing. We'd love it. Um, but again, that's not hate. That's just just facts of the matter. And when you look at the top three running backs in fumbles and fumbles lost Antonio Gibson, Mike Davis, of the Atlanta Falcons and Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers. You've got one guy, Mike Davis, who's clearly not the number one running back uh, in his in his own depth chart, in his own running back room uh, with Cordell Patterson. They're taking all the snaps. And then you've got Antonio Gibson and Austin Eckler, who both guys are expected to start the season as running back one on their depth chart. But both guys also saw rookies drafted. Brian Robinson Jr. got drafted by the Washington Commanders and Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M got drafted by Los Angeles Chargers. Both of these guys are guys that people are talking about. If their number one running back in their group doesn't do well and continues to have some of these problems, they may creep in and eat into uh, those touch shares. So, I mean, both these guys are in the same position. Talented guys, fan favorites. Everybody loves their grinded out stories and, and kind of the underdog uh, mentality and all that stuff. But you have to hold on to the football. If they do, Brian Robinson Jr. and, and Isaiah Spiller will have, you know, fourth or uh, third and, and fourth round draft picks, rookie seasons like everybody expects them to. If they don't, both of these guys could be considered gems of the draft because of how many uh, touches they end up getting in their rookie year. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Uh, absolutely. I look for Brian Robinson to have a big role for this commander's offense. We'll touch on more of that as we certainly go along. But thanks again, commander's fans, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. We'll be back. We're on our normal schedule now so that means five episodes uh, a week david and i back together we'll break down more uh, rankings and more charts and more lists and also have another three to watch at a offensive position if you want to hop in 301-615-3577 on the voicemail 301-615-3577 or locked on washington commanders at gmail.com for david harrison who's writing about the washington commanders for si.com's fan nation i'm chris russ one half of the russell and Medhurst show on the team 980 in the office yeah if you're out and about please be safe be kind to one another don't you dare drive like a maniac thank you for joining us right here on the locked on commanders podcast if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.